Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. Season's greetings, Mrs. Claus here. My better half and his army of elves are getting ready to hit the home stretch on this season's work. And while bringing joy to little boys and girls everywhere warms their hearts, the best part of this whole shebang for them is listening to Pop-Up Filmcast's 12 Days of Pop-Up. Every weekday between December 9th and Christmas Eve, Keith and Derek put smiles on elf ears and make hubby's belly jiggle like a bowl full of jelly. There will be 12 guests talking about a dozen movies from the same number of genres, each with more holiday flair than a bottomless box of fate-supplied movies full of magical reindeer poop. Seriously, whatever they feed them to make them fly really does a number on their tummies. Anywho, make sure to check out the pop-up film costs 12 days of pop-up, starting Thursday, December 9th. And not to seem threatening, but those who don't get put on the naughty list, I'm Mrs. Claus, I can make that happen. Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man that does not exist. Where are the pants? I'm wearing them. Where are the pants? I'm wearing his Wh- pants. Your pants or David's pants? Michael's pants? Well, my name is David, too. Michael David pants. Michael David's pants? pants. David Michael's pants? David Long Michael's pants? Michael Bottom pants up the butt pants? Michael Bottom pants. <laughs> I wish it was Michael Bottom pants. Michael Bottom pants. <laughs> so are you a top or are you a Michael Bottom pants? I am, without a doubt, Michael Bottom pants. <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Night Rider years. I am your host, Dave Champa. I am your other host, Greg Klein. Greg, Greg, guys, listeners, I'm not even sorry that we missed last week. Last week was a complete shit show dumpster fire for me. I I can't get into specifics. God Almighty, what an awful week it was and, last week. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna back David up here by saying, you know, we've complained a lot lately of the weather and of you know X Y Z. And we've said dumpster fire before. This was an absolute fucking dumpster fire on a train going through a burning tunnel full of trash. Yeah, basically. Since I, I it's been a week, a week and a half, and I finally feel like a human being again. I finally feel like I can actually be a person. I had no interest in podcasting last week under any circumstances, not even this one. My my wife, who was uh, directly involved in the shit show of last week, I, I had no desire to do our other podcast. I just I needed to shut everybody out, which is why we've been quiet on social media. We're back. <laughs> this is an episode that um, I'm not even sure I remember any of. <laughs> 
No. And we'll get we'll get into that as we kind of talk more uh more about the episode. Um but I don't want to talk about that yet, Greg. I want to ask how you're doing. I'm, how are you doing? I just I need to know how you're doing. I need I need you to tell me all the things. All of the things. All of the things, Gregory. I I'm doing. I'm doing good. I'm are doing you? okay. Okay. Um I I've been with you, Dave. Um, I, I appreciate that. And uh you know, it's 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 been a an, a fun fun I don't know what it is. I don't know where I'm going with this. I've been having fun <laughs> at work. Okay. That's what I I mean it's been good, but I'm like I'm a little burnt out at work or just not, not about at work, just, just kind of life in general across the board. Okay. I'm just like, I'm, I need, I need school to stop, but yeah. it's not going to, it's going to go back to back until December. You're almost there, man. I'm oh my there. God. You're almost there. Such a thorn in my side. <laughs> I'm ready for the weather to get warmer. Finally, it's, it's starting there. to break into the forties. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. The snow is melting. Yep. Um, our mailbox, it's weird. And we have a mailbox that we installed, or Christy really installed, and it's got like a screw stake that goes into the ground and the post is attached yeah. to it. But since the ground is frozen, it's kind of swiveling back and forth. Oh, God. So I have to push it back every morning or else the wind will twist it. But once all the, because it's just in a big ice tube now. Right, right. So that's going on. Our driveway has been a complete disaster. It's been mud just all like, the way oh, through. Oh, I was going to say I was thought it was icy. Is it just now turned? It's, it's mud season. In it's Maine. better now. It's drying yeah. out, but it's been uh, it's been like three inches of mud. You walk out to the car and you like you're in mud. Okay, it's been awful. Awesome. Um, it, all in all, not bad. But okay, it's been an exhausting month. Yes, yes, it has. And normally, normally, Kristen and I always talk about. March is generally one of the longest months of the year because for people who work full time jobs. There are no holidays in March. You can't take time off. It's just really hard to do that. So it's literally like four and a half straight weeks of work. Now, I like to take at least a day or so off every month just to kind of regroup. This month was no exception. I did take days off, but not for the reasons that I wanted to. Again, I I know I'm sounding cryptic about it. I really can't get into the reasons why for other purposes. But anyway... Yeah, it's. I mean, uh, before the before the uh, before the issue that had befallen us two weeks ago, we were having a pretty good March. Mm-hmm. All things considered, it was one of those marches where we said, you know, really things weren't things weren't too too bad. You know, things were going great for us in general. Um, but yeah, it's uh, trying to wrap my head around the last couple of weeks. It's been it's been tough, but I um, I'm here for it. You are here, I'm here for, for it. all of it. I started my improv. Stuff. Oh, I'm really excited for you about that. I started. I started with my the the American Chamber of Comedy uh-huh. uh, about three weeks ago. I've had to take the last couple of weeks of rehearsals off, um, but I'm realizing that as an as a as an actor mm-hmm. transitioning to improv is very difficult ah. because I am so used to working off of a script. I'm always used. I'm so used to being able to say like, I get a script. Director says, "Here's when you need to be off book." That's what you. I'm very. My brain just functions in a way that I like to know exactly what's happening. But there's none of that. There's none of that in improv. So I've been I've been struggling to kind of get out of my own head with the improv. Now the thing with this group is is that I think it's super awesome because he requires you, the director, requires you to do six weeks of rehearsals, volunteering once at a performance before you can officially be inducted into the group. How I left it with him. Because I emailed him this week and said that I'm just completely falling apart and I have a, I'm having a very hard time getting out of my own head. So basically, the way this is working now is that we're not setting any timelines for me. I'm going to go down to rehearsals. I'm just going to observe. Mm. If I feel like I want to jump into these rehearsals, I will jump into the rehearsals. 
my issue is, and it's not for lack of support because he's been supportive. The cast has been supportive. I'm doing this with Nate. You guys haven't heard Nate on the show recently, but if you listen to Mollison and Memories, he was on a couple of early season episodes. I've convinced him to come into the show to do this with us. He hates Knight Rider. He oh, hates oh it. great. He hates it more than anything. Really? And I said, yes. I cannot I wait. Him, I said, that is all yeah. the more reason, Greg. Not Greg. Uh, yeah. I said, Nate, that is all the more reason for you to be a part of this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. I said, we'll even watch the episode together. So I convinced him. I don't know when he's going to come watch the episode with us, but Nate's going to be in it with us. So anyway. Magnificent. I am I'm happy that I'm a part of the group. I am struggling more than I thought with the improv piece. Mm. I have a very hard time moving on the fly. I have a very hard time moving fast. Like just kind of coming up with these things really, really quickly. Yeah. I just my timing is not great because as a performer moving into improv, like I said, it's very, very difficult. For me, I, I, I totally agree with you. Like I understand that. I'm in general the kind of person who's an observer and watches and then chimes in when necessary. Ne- yes. Necessary. Ne- necessary. I was gonna try to say needed and necessary. <laughs> yeah, and I came I, with it. <laughs> necessary. Necessary. But I, I I see it in you too. Like you, I, I think you have a very commanding stage presence. Yes. And I th- think you would just be able to do so much non verbally and then have these really bizarre poignant lines that fit in yeah but you're just being a creeper all on stage the whole time and that's the thing is like i'm really good at reactionary stuff on Mm -hmm. stage right now like i'm very good at reacting on stage with improv i'm just my problem right now is that i'm i'm not quick enough yet Mm -hmm. to be able to just like keep moving with a scene like if i'm in a two-person scene and they're like doing like we're having this like really good comedic moment i will stop it dead in its tracks (laughs) because i have no idea what to say next and i'm just like just make it up. And that's the thing is it's so hard for me to just like, I just can't just, I can't just, I make it up. I don't know. Well, I think about up. this. It's sweet and sour piss and soup. I don't know. I make it up. So did we rehearse any of this? No. No. There you go. Just do it. Do one of the, do the show. If anything, we are woefully underprepared for tonight. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. We have had some fun stuff though this week. Although, although dear, dear sweet Richard, we have not heard from no, you in a while. I know Richard. Yes. Should we? Should we talk about what we who we uh, a new listener that who has who has never written in before? Sure. Let's, let's talk about our our good friend Michelle. Oh, Michelle. Did I, did I get the name right? Yes. Was I was Michelle? actually I was actually looking that up. So, hey, Michelle, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, it means a lot when someone writes in and enjoys what we're doing because it's unfathomable for us to <laughs> to to think that someone's actually getting legit entertainment out of this. No, seriously. <laughs> um, and it really it really was touching to you know that you you like our show and that you're listening to it. Absolutely. And, uh, you in fact, uh, as of this recording, uh, just did a radio show. Uh, about Knight Rider, I believe you called it um, uh, the David Hasselhoff Happy Hour and Ma- and Magic and, Show, and Ma- I think that was what it was. Yeah, and I think that's brilliant. And I I I, I would love to know what you did for our Magic Show on the radio. Um, I hope it you know sounded like fire, or you know sounded like maybe a piano being dropped on a cow. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what it was. I I so if for those of you. And I don't know if it's still available online. I apologize, Michelle. I we didn't. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. So yesterday was the show. It was on wiqh dot org. I don't know if the show is still up there. Um, I'm going to look after we record. But if you guys want to go in and look and see if it's there, uh, give her your support because I think she's a she's a Hasselhoff fan. She's a Knight Rider fan. She's apparently a fan of us, <laughs> which awesome. <laughs> 
We'll take we'll take the support. Thank That's great. you. Uh, she did say to us uh, later on in an email that she's actually um, she's going to be coming to Maine at the end of May. Oh dear! She's ascending Mount Washington wearing a cardboard kit. Are you serious? That's what she said. Oh, in that email, uh, I'm, oh, you know what? Uh, when I said, "Are you serious?" I actually was talking to Michelle. Are you serious? That's amazing. I, I, we need pictures. I need yeah. if you could live stream it. I don't know if there's a way to do that. That's magnificent. Are you doing it on a bike? Because you know they do bike races up Mount Washington, road races. I've driven up it a couple of times, and it's absolutely terrifying. For yeah. those of you who are not in the New England area, Mount Washington is a giant. Mount Washington. I can't wait to see this. That, I need, we need to see pictures of it all. That <laughs> you can actually a... see the peak of Mount Washington from Bath, Maine. Yes, you when can. You're, when you're cresting the hill on Route 1 South, there it is, dead west. Yep. You, there there it is. There's so, Mount Washington. Yeah, so give give Michelle your support. Go visit that website. Hopefully, the, the uh, maybe the episode will be up. I don't know. Um, but she's a huge fan. She hates April. So we all we've all we've got that in common. Wait, hates April the month or hates April the April character? The character because we're talking about the month April. We are talking about the month April. Are although we? this episode is coming out on March thirty first. I'm so confused. So we're right not now. we're not there yet. Um, all these all these people, all these activities, all these things, all these things going on, yeah. really confusing me. So anyway, Michelle says she's going to call the hotline at some point. So. Hopefully, she'll give us a buzz. Michelle, if you've forgotten that hotline number, it is 207-835-1954. That goes directly to our voicemails, personally, to our personal. Those are our actual cell phone numbers. It does indeed. It's not my actual cell phone number, but that's okay. David, we're trying to... Greg's cell phone number is 207-555-4472. That's right. They call it the Klein line. And I am the... Champ, trampoline. <laughs> Is that like a trampoline, but made out of crap? The champoline, champoline. <laughs> oh my god, the champoline. The champoline is just this really shoddily strapped together like thing made out of like fence posts and bungee cords. I just thought it was pieces of my skin stretched out to trim. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Bill made himself a champoline. Oh god! Put it over the pit. Oh, that's just terrible. It bounces on it. Bounce on the trampoline. Oh, Greg. Do you want to talk about tonight's episode? God, I think we have to, but I, I'm I'm really enjoying reconnecting with I really you, am too. Guys, uh, before we get into the episode, I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave you with one thing. I said this before. It's been a complete horror of the last two weeks. So I'm gonna leave you with this before we get into the episode. I need everyone in this world to love everybody else. Just love each other. For the love, for the love, just be kind to each other. For the love of Please. love. Please. Uh, you are all too important to Greg and I. You are all too important to other people in this world. Just, just, just be there for everybody. Okay, guys? Greg, you ready to talk about this episode? <laughs> yes, David. Let's bring it on. All right. Here we go, guys. It's season two, episode six, Return to Cadiz. I, I have to preface this by saying, <laughs> I have to preface this by saying, Greg has already, Greg watched this episode this morning. He texted me this morning and said, I'm watching it. I was under the impression that Greg and I were going to watch it together. So I didn't watch it at all. And I was under the impression that we were going to have watched it last week with the possibility of recording, you know, last Thursday. Right, right. So I thought you had already watched it. I'm like, oh, we never got together, so I'm going to watch it because Dave already watched it. And it turns out he hadn't watched it. Uh, no. So I said to Greg, I said, I'm going to watch a little bit of it at work. 
on my break and I'll watch the rest of it at home. So I watched like 20 minutes of it this afternoon and then I got a text from my dad. He was on his way up. My dad had spent the last month building Kristen and I an entertainment center to go underneath our new television. Oh boy, did he. And so I'm like, all right, that's great. Come on up. And I texted Greg to let him know, we'll finish the episode after my parents leave. Now, nothing can be easy <laughs> when, when, my, when my father comes up with a, with a new toy. So he comes up and he brings the whole thing and it's beautiful. Like it's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But as is the case with these things, they take a lot longer than we anticipate. So as we're having dinner, once everything is all set up, Greg and I decide that we're going to sit down while everyone's eating <laughs> and watch the last 20 minutes of the episode. How'd that go? That didn't go well. My father was actually, I can officially say that my dad watched Night Rider with us. Yeah, but I, I think it's amazing because he was catching on the weird stuff too. Yes. He's like, wait a minute, what about that? We're like, I know, right? It doesn't matter. Just watch it. Even if it was 10 minutes, my yeah. fa- I can officially say that my father watched Knight Rider with us. Oh. That's something I never thought would happen. So I just have to say one thing about your father. His name is also Greg. Yes. And uh, Greg's like other Greg's. Greg is much like other Greg's, uh, 100%. Um, yeah, so Greg and I tried to get through the last 25 minutes. A lot of constant interruptions from my mother asking Greg questions about Christy, which is fine. My mother and father don't get to see Greg a lot, and they they enjoy they enjoy Greg's presence. Oh, I had I had dinner with them just the other day. I went down to oh, you did? Yeah, just one on one. They actually took me out uh, to a really nice restaurant. We just we just chatted and talked about life. Oh, okay. Where'd you guys Where did you guys go? You know, a really a really nice a nice restaurant. Okay, all right. So, needless to say. This the latter half of this episode could be a complete dumpster fire in terms of our recap. Mm. All that to say, so let's open up the episode, shall we, Greg, on the tranquil scuba diving in No Mansville, California. Okay, No Mansville is a big empty area of sand and water and there's nobody there. That's No Mansville. We open up on a scuba diver mm-hmm. named Bobby Shell. Bobby Shell, surprise, Bobby Shell, um, almost immediately gets into an underwater scuffle with an un- unidentified scuba diver. Uh huh. We don't see the aftermath of that yet because we immediately cut to Kit and Michael driving across the beach in an attempt to test out a new upgrade that April has installed into Kit. I what did he call it? Oh, I don't. It's I like don't. Some I don't sort even of remember. a third third level analyzing. Basically, what she's doing is she's giving Kit the ability to drive on water. She's making Kit amphibious. Oh, yeah. Sure. And Perfect. Kit is horrified. Kit wants nothing to do. Kit hates the idea of introducing a car to water. Well, it's so funny because his first thing is, as Michael and Kit are driving along, he's like, Michael, I smell fish. First of all, Kit can smell fish. Yep. Kit apparently, well, he, his his sensors can detect what fish. That's what it was. That's what, what he said. What molecular structure of stuff in the air Freaking is actually kid. fish so michael's like oh yeah and uh the ocean well and you know basically kit's like i not like i dislike water or the ocean i hate salt water because you know as we know here in 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 new england that uh salt destroys vehicles it sure does rusts them right out absolutely 100 percent um so kit is terrified kit wants nothing to do with this he doesn't because re- i don't think april is done with the upgrade but michael's like no 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 it's gonna be fine well, she's, we'll just- she's on the, they're on the speaker phone the car phone and she's basically gearing up to tell michael to to proceed and start the test right which means michael is prepping to drive straight into the ocean yes and kit is freaking out but he's like right before they get to the water kit says michael i'm picking up an unconscious life what, on on the shore, he's somewhere. like Michael. Abort, abort! There's a life form right in front of us. 
So sure enough, Michael, like, you know, he does this, he spins out and we cut to, and we see this scuba diver mm-hmm. laying unconscious on the shore. Michael gets out and runs over and Kit does the analyzing, comes to find out that there are elevated nitrogen levels. Yeah. And he's like, Michael, this doesn't have any human life forms. Maybe it's an alien. Like it doesn't have li- human Kit, life functions. <laughs> Because he's picking up all this nitrogen, and Michael's basically like, Michael, he's a, or Kit, he's a scuba diver. He clearly has the bends. So Bobby's got the bends. <laughs> That's a pretty good movie. Do you remember that movie? Bobby's got the bends. Bobby, got, I do. It was he was it, dead. It was like a weekend at Bernie's ripoff because he was dead yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Or it's just like you know, just him in, inside of a pressure tank, <laughs> trying to bring him back. <laughs> Bobby's got the bends. The story of building the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> I don't know why that hit me is so funny. <laughs> it's not. It's terrible. So Michael immediately throws Bobby into the front seat. He picks up all the scuba gear and throws it into the trunk and drives him to the hospital where Bobby is immediately brought into the recompression room. Yeah. Essentially. They're trying to basically rebreathe him. They're trying to um, remove the nitrogen and get his body back to normal functioning levels. And shortly after that, we meet Jenny, Bobby's brother. Jenny Shell. Bobby's brother. Bobby's sister. Yep. Yep. That's fine. Bobby can be a girl's name too. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Bobby's sister runs in. Devastated. Devastated. But it also helps that the nurse that is working with Bobby knows who he is because she went to high school with him or something like that. They know each other. Or went to high school with his sister. Bobby's a lot younger. He's in high school or in college or whatever. Yes. But anyway, there's that connection. Yes. Then the sister comes in, starts yelling and screaming, like, oh, my God, is he okay? This and that, like, banging through the glass in the right. pressure chamber. And the nurse is like, "She's he's fine. Don't worry about it. He's fine. And Michael, of course, is there, too. He's like, hi, I'm Michael Knight. I found Bobby. How good of a scuba diver was he? You know, like, immediately starts grilling this poor girl whose brother is clearly in terrible health and is in a lot of danger right now. Yeah. And Michael immediately is like, you know, I don't think he was as good as he said he was, you know, because he did the first, he made the first mistake of scuba diving. He went diving alone. How long has he been doing this? Well, he's been teaching at the Y for two years. Yeah. He just like started going off on her. And she's like, I know my brother. He's not going to, you know, Basically, Michael's convinced something bad happened, like foul play. Of course he is. Of course he is. Why wouldn't Michael assume that? He's a total dick about it. Of course he is. He's the worst. He leaves. He does. So he goes outside and opens up the trunk, and he's starting to go through Bobby's stuff, all the scuba gear, and a shell, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. falls out, and Kit's like, Michael, that's not a shell. And he goes, what are you talking about? Of course it is. It looks like a shell. Yeah, it's like all barnacles. It looks like a big rock. Yeah. So- Kit or Michael puts it into Kit's analyzer, uh-huh. and I don't understand what happens because when the next thing Kit Michael pulls the shell out and it's a gold coin. Yeah, so <laughs> Kit removed like all, all the calcium and barnacles and stuff on it in his analyzer, much like he could cut through handcuffs. Right, and put the handcuffs underneath the dash. Right, and exactly, and goose Michael in the ass when he's not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, so he like disintegrates. And, like, just gets rid of all the barnacles in the outer layers, and there's a gold coin sitting right there. Oh, very interesting. Ooh, interesting. Oh, my. The, the other thing Michael notices is that Bobby's regulator tube has been crimped on both ends, uh-huh. which indicates that Bobby wasn't alone yeah. because somebody could have done this. This is not normal. The, I think that's a funny thing to say. Why did they go with crimp it rather than cut it? Or crump it. Or crump it. Yeah. Or trump- trumpet. Or trumpet. Nobody knows what a crumpet is. I was hoping you would say that. You got to understand <laughs> cricket to know what a crumpet is. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. It made me so happy that you got that. Um, so we cut back to the foundation, and Devin, Michael's trying to tell oh, Devin. Oh, wait. It's the other way around. Cricket. Nobody understands cricket. cricket. You got to know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. 
Oh, okay. So anyway, we're back at the foundation. Michael's trying to convince Devin, like, there's something else going on here. He throws the regulator tubes on Devin's desk and says, look at this. These are crimped. This isn't normal. Michael, indeed. Get that off my desk. It's a desk, not a workbench. He's like, well, just get the authorities in this, and they'll take care of it from here. And Michael's like, no, this is not how this is going to go. We're not leaving it up to the cops. Devin's like not having he's like no you're going back you're testing kit that's what's happening right now until Michael like so Michael takes the gold coin out flips it up in the air and says well I guess I'm gonna have to turn this in too and Devin's like whoa whoa, whoa." he like grabs it out of the air he's like oh oh gold coin hold Mm, on all right maybe we could find some use for that so clearly Devin is motivated by artifacts gold money anything to do with something that looks expensive Devin's mm. like, well, let's let's just let's reevaluate. Well, let's this. take a look. <laughs> so he basically he runs it through the testing, and, and this comes in a little bit later. But we find out that this is actually Aztec gold, Aztec gold, Aztec gold. Now, and they're all cursed. They're all the undead now. It's right. <laughs> Michael just starts his hand starts. Way to go, Bobby douche. <laughs> so now we cut to uh, three idiots on a boat. That's another great TV show. <laughs> Three Idiots on a Boat. I'd watch that. I would absolutely watch that. Um, they keep mentioning that their this job wasn't finished, that Bobby is still alive. They can't have Bobby ratting them out and potentially losing whatever this is that they are looking for in the ocean. Right. And one of the guys is like, you know, I didn't I didn't sign on for this to murder anybody. But then the guy who seems to be in charge, this big burly dude with a beard, basically says, look. There's no way that he's going to regain consciousness by the time that we get all this stuff and get out of here. No so way. It, it made it sound like they're not going to go after him, but they're just going to c- try to you know, get things done and disappear. Right. Fair enough. Absolutely. Fair enough. Absolutely. So Michael, because Michael is who Michael is, uh, starts falling for Jenny. That's something Forrest Gump says. Michael is who Michael is. Michael is who Michael is. That's a terrible Gump impression. I almost I almost went into Sling Blade. <laughs> Michael is who Michael is. That's, that's great too. That was terrible too. This I is was, the Champlekine <laughs> shitty impressions I was, hour. I was listening to So I Married a Movie Geek this morning, and they were doing really bad impressions. And Justin had mentioned how funny it was. It's almost funnier listening to terrible impressions than it is listening to good impressions. And I think I agree. Hearing people try to do good impressions, but they're awful. That's great. These were awful impressions, and I we're going to continue to waste your time with them. So yeah, so uh, as is the Michael case for most episodes in the series, he invites Jenny out to dinner. She recommends the lobster. Now apparently the uh, the Shell family, Jenny, Bobby, and their father, own a seafood restaurant called The Three Shells. <laughs> okay. And she talks a little bit about Bobby, and Michael reassures her that they're going to find out who did this to him. Michael loves lobster. Now, how do you think Michael eats lobster? That's another good children's book, Michael Loves Lobster. Are we just going to go through every time we say something like that? Is it Pretty just much. Gonna... Pretty much. So what do you think? How How is Michael eating lobster? Like, what kind of... What kind of a lobster eater do you think he is? Do you think he goes full of bare hands, just rips the lobster apart, or do you think he's dainty? That's a really good question. I don't know what kind of lobster eater Michael is. He didn't. He wasn't. Was he wearing a bib? I don't actually. No, he wasn't. He was not wearing a lobster. So that he's incredibly clean, which is unusual. So that must mean he knows how to work a lobster. Do you think California lobster is any good, or do you think they had no idea? Do you think they had it sent over from Maine? No, Bobby's diving for them. Oh, that's true. Bobby's diving Off one lobster at a time. Good. Yeah, I, that's a really good... I don't know. I don't know what kind of lobster eater it is. What kind of lobster eater are you, David? Um, 
I'm a clean lobster eater. Uh-huh. I I don't wear the bib, but I usually like I'll crack it, but I'll like hold it out at arm's length as far as I can, <laughs> Boom. so that nothing blows up on me. So speaking of lobster, a little tangent here, but it's related. The other day, Christy won a raffle at work and won eight lobsters. <laughs> did Did you guys eat these the other night? I yeah. saw this picture on we your co- Instagram. We, this was a couple days ago. We cooked all of them. We ate. We each ate two that night, and then co- and uncracked and you know cleaned, oh, that cleaned the other two or the other four, and she made lobster risotto, and we had it oh. like the next two nights. Oh, that sounds amazing! We ate a stupid amount of Maine lobster. You know, if you were to buy that at retail price, it'd probably be like you know one hundred fifty dollars worth of lobster. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but uh, we got it for free. Fantastic. So back on the boat, uh, the three idiots on the boat. These guys are absolutely horrified to realize that Bobby is actually recuperating fully and he's expected to make a full recovery from the Benz. From the Benz. <laughs> and <laughs> this guy, whose name uh, is Zachary Sloat, uh-huh. <laughs> he's going to make sure that that doesn't happen. So he, sends, he sends one of these guys to the hospital to make sure that this doesn't happen. Yeah. This is where I stop taking notes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is where we start watching with my family. And this is where I'm going to get completely lost. That's fine. I, and I've been trying. I've been. You've been probably seeing me. I'm looking like an ass because I'm digging through my phone. the The captain of the boat, whose boat it is, yeah. is an actor. I'm trying to find his name, but he was in the movie All the President's Men with Robert Redford and uh, Dustin Hoffman. Okay, he he played one of the lawyers that Robert Redford's character. What oh, it was trying to um, Bob I, Woodward. He looks so flippin' familiar. And, yeah, just like I, I'm trying to find his name because that was the connection I made. Okay. And anybody out there that knows, you tell me right now. You call it in right now, and we'll answer it in three days when we actually record our next episode. Exactly. So here's the deal, guys. For the rest of the episode, I'm going to try my best to reconstruct what happened. It may not go well, but we're going to try. And go. So here we go. Devin, after we find out that this man is named Zachary Sloat, and he is, uh, he's, he's a treasure hunter, uh, Devin tells Michael that Sloat is obsessed with finding this Aztec statue called Nasinda. Mm. Now, Nasinda is apparently buried, or not buried, has sunk down to the bottom of the ocean with this, the rest of this treasure. Okay. Sure. Now there's another whole bit here where where when when Jennifer sees Bobby coming out of the recompression room and he's making the he starts mumbling words to her and he, at one point one of the words yeah, is Cadiz. 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 So Michael has Kit like run that. He's like a Cadiz, Cadiz, Cadish. Like I can I just need you to do some research on finding out what that word means. And doesn't Kit say something like I matey? Yeah, Kit starts adopting pirate talk yeah. for the rest of the episode. So every other word is like I matey. I'm like, Kit, you don't you're not you Kit. don't sound good. But and Kit refuses to turn on one headlight, so he's just driving around like with an iPad. He's got one he's got one headlight down and the other one up. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> I think I wish they had done that. That would have been Seems great. Seems like something Kit would know how to do. Yeah. Absolutely. He has independent control over his headlights. Oh, my gosh. So so Bobby is brought into the recovery, and he's in a hospital room. April is there somehow as a nurse. I think she's just watching over him. Is that – do we assume that that's I don't, what's happening? I don't have any idea. Okay. I think that she's just there to monitor him. Okay. So – we find this guy, so we find one of the guys from the boat is in the hospital trying to find his moment to go in and kill Bobby. Sure. Okay, Michael's been in the hospital for a while. Bobby's been there. April's there. At some point, a switcheroo is made. Switcheroo! Michael has switched places. I don't know where they put Bobby. 
they just stuffed him in a in a, in a closet. <laughs> they must have because so the guy comes in with his pen syringe. Uh-huh. He's going to inject him with some sort of you know a lethal form whatever a formula window washing fluid <laughs> window washing fluid. Wasn't that from Terminator? Yeah, or was that washer fluid? It was. It was either wash. It was window cleaner. Was it? It was window. Yeah, that's right. So he's got like this like syringe pen. And he's going to get ready to do it, but shockingly, <laughs> Michael's hiding under the hospital bed in his leather jacket. In his leather jacket. Slowest fight, slowest chase ever. But it was amazing. I think it's funny, though, that this assailant didn't notice it was Michael Knight because Bobby is blonde and Michael Knight has dark black curly hair. And Michael was doing nothing to hide under those covers. And he's about a foot taller than Bobby. Yeah, his feet are clearly dangling over the side. He's got those boots. Anyway, yeah, so... This guy runs out, immediately gets into the hallway and grabs like a, a cart, like, you know, like a, a gurney. nurse's, a gurney cart. Yeah. Yeah, a gurney cart. And as soon as <laughs> Michael comes out, he pushes it into his stomach. Yeah. He f- doubles up over it and the guy takes off. And, it, and this really boring but inter- entertaining at the same time. I, I, was, enter- I was entertained. Right. Absolutely. Great like slap bass, like, like, like chase music. Did not fit. Didn't fit, but they're not running that fast. And Michael's like... Looking like he's trying to run really fast and look hard, but he's kind of... It's a slow jog. Feigning interest. It's like, yeah, it's weird. It's like there's everything is moving in slow motion. At one point, the guy runs out one of the doors of the hospital wing, and Michael's still down the hall, and he gets stopped by an old man in a gurney. I wanted Michael to just barrel through the gurney and knock the guy I over. I know, because he had just jumped over a guy vacuuming the floors. Yeah. And then the next bit, like this guy on a gurney is there and he dodges him, but I wanted him so bad to jump over him. But no, he like kind of just stepped out of the way and chased the guy outside. The guy gets into an ambulance very quickly, I might add, because you see him leave the hospital and go into the parking garage, and then less than 10 seconds goes by, and he peels out in an ambulance. Right, and then another ambulance is right behind him. So two ambulances leave, and Michael stops and looks, oh, Hey, Kit, take a look at what ambulances just left. How many people are in those? He's like, well, there's there's two in a patient and one, and the other one only has one person in it. It's like, follow that one. Right. So they do. There's an amazing ambulance chase. Now, this is like an ambulance from like the 70s. It's an enormous – it looks like a hearse, like those old-fashioned hearses that are ginormous. Right. But it's, it's an ambulance. And, man, that thing was like a boat. He's trying to chase it and, like, you know, oh, oh, it, was, it was so much fun. I want to see if um, – keep. let's keep talking, but I want to look up and see if they actually have the type of car that was. Sure. And, and, and so, basically, Michael and Kit are chasing this ambulance, and the ambulance dodges this, this big truck with a flatbed, and it's got, like, be- uh, steel beams or something on it. And Kit's too close. He says, Michael – we don't have enough room to turbo boost, which is total horse shit, because in the past couple episodes, he turbo boosted out of a prison yard, you know, with very little room. So basically what they have to do is drive underneath the flatbed truck. And it was a logging truck, too. So oh, it was, was a logging truck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so they just squeak by underneath the, the trailer. So for no bumps, Kit. Yeah. And oh my God, because Kit couldn't launch over it. But then as as they pass underneath, you get a shot of the, the driver in the cab. And he's just like, look at that. Like this big. <laughs> I, was, I know. That reaction guy. shot. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think, it, what is it? Uh, Mr. Teeth. Who the, the character, the Muppet. Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth. Yeah. It reminded me of Dr. Teeth as a human. <laughs> yes. Dr. Was. Teeth. He's like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> that was know. totally Dr. Teeth. Um, but sadly, <laughs> uh, uh, ambulance guy, he, he clips a dump truck, rolls over, and explodes. <laughs> I don't understand how you explode from that. Well, if you know, uh, when you expose an ambulance's underbelly, 
they're prone to explosions. Is it just a recipe for automatic explosions? Yeah, like a squirrel dropping fell on it, and it blew up. By the way, that was a 1967 Cadillac ambulance. That was what what it, are the specs on it? How heavy is it? I don't know. You want me to look it up? Yeah. All right. 19. This is great. This is great podcasting, by the way. Cadillac Ambulance. Let's take a look. Oh, there it is. Oh, that's a beauty. You want to keep talking? Or yeah, no. Want- I w- t- so <clears throat> just remember, when Dave starts spewing off these, these specs here on what, how big this damn thing is, imagine it doing like fishtails and like hard turns and high acceleration. All right. 1967 Cadillac uh, ambulance uh, automatic runs nice uh let's see are you actually finding like sales oh god this is sales this is not an actual description oh dear god david nope this is actually a somebody's trying to sell it <laughs> i'll buy that thing are you kidding me <laughs> so and, and it's funny so basically after the ambulance explodes michael gets out of kit and it's like a freeze frame before a commercial but michael's just like oh well that sucks and that's <laughs> yeah, it he totally just was like well i guess uh Back to my day. So now Michael can't f- figure out who this guy is because he's burnt to a crisp inside of an ambulance under an overpass, which I'm sure compromised the structure of the steel of the overpass, causing the, the city a lot of money to replace it. One would think. One would think. But Absolutely. it doesn't matter. You think the foundation's going to pick up the bill? No. Doubt it. 19- That's the other thing. Michael was chasing this guy all over city streets as, as per usual without, you know, he's not a cop. He can't do this. Nope. But he's got the foundation on his side. As did MacGyver with the Phoenix Foundation. Uh, well, it's, it's these foundations. I can't find any specs for it. Uh, here's one. Nope. I got <laughs> I got nothing. Well, I'm, whatever. I'm dumb. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we failed you and took you on that stupid tangent. Shocking. So we remember back earlier when we find out that Bobby was mentioning the words Cadiz to uh, Jenny. So comes to find out that Cadiz was not an island. Cadiz was not the name of the treasure. Cadiz was not the name of Bobby's genitalia. Nope. Cadiz was the secret hiding place that apparently Bobby and Jenny had found while scuba diving. Oh, wonderful. What? What? And apparently Bobby hid. Bobby found the statue Nacinda and hid it in Cadiz. Okay. And so we find this because Michael actually finds this cavern because he goes scuba diving to try to find some evidence to try to figure out what really happened. I think he's just trying to like he's grasping at straws. Yeah. And he he comes upon the cave and he takes his suit off and he looks up and sure enough, Jenny's there in a bait like she clearly just swum there. She doesn't have she doesn't have a wetsuit on. Mm -hmm. She's just wearing her bathing suit and she gets up. She has lit dozens of candles <laughs> in this cavern. It was weird. Like, why are all these candles lit all over the place? That so you spent the time to light all of them, right? And now, do we ex- do, we don't actually know why she lit the candles? Just that, like, she and Bobby used to go and hide here. Like, this was their hiding place. You think they made out? They were brother and sister. Maybe I don't know. Maybe oh, they did. Maybe they didn't. So that was that's the whole story between Cadiz and the title of the episode, Return to Cadiz. All right. That's where Jenny returned to because that's what Bobby was trying to tell her. Okay. Now, I have a question for you, Greg. Yes, David. Do you think, because in a couple scenes from now, we find that Jenny has found a suitcase in a locker room which contained the statue. Yeah. Did Bobby hide the statue in the locker room, or did Jenny take it and hide it? Bobby hid it, because Jenny was about to get her stuff together to go find Bobby. Like, she was going to... Because basically, Michael's like, we have to go get Bobby, find him a place to hide, like, 
because something's bad. They tried to kill him again. Right. And so Jenny went to get her suitcase, and it weighed like 100 pounds because it had this giant gold brick in it that was right. a statue. Right. My father was still watching it with us at this uh-huh. point, and was just laughing hysterically at the fact that, like, this woman just, like... Well, here's the funny thing. Pulls so, a briefcase down. There's a scene that where they, they pull the chest out of the ground, of, of the... Right. right. And they open it up, unless you already just talked about this. No, I the, haven't yet. Are we getting there? No. I'll get there. We're going back now. Yeah. Just, just step back a few. Step I, back I a jumped few. ahead. So get to that point where they pull the treasure chest out of the boat. So the point is, the guys that are looking for the treasure find the treasure chest, haul it up from 140 feet, and open it, and there's nothing in it. Except for a starfish. Except for a starfish and some rocks. Yeah. Because Bobby already got to it, took it out, closed the chest up, put it back, and locked it or whatever, because they had to like pick... It's just like all this improbable shit. This couple hundred pound gold Aztec statue he somehow was able to... Okay, I don't know how Bobby could have gotten it out of there by himself, with the bends. <laughs> with the bends, he I think he brought down a big a big like like balloon and filled it with farts. So do we assume that he had? St- <laughs> do we assume that he had stolen the statue prior to the opening sequence? I would assume so. I'm going to okay. assume that. I don't really understand. I I think Bobby had been diving with this crew. Yep. and was probably stealing from them. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Absolutely. And hoarding it in Cadiz. So I don't know how Sloat realizes where the gold statue is, but when Jenny pulls it out of the suitcase, Sloat comes through the door with a gun and says, that's mine. Yeah, and that's it. She kid- And then Sloat kidnaps her, Yeah, takes her out on the boat, and I don't know where the hell they're going. They're going back out to get more No, treasure. they're not. Okay, David. Sorry. Did yes, you watch are. this episode? I just, I think so. Because I barely did. <laughs> I think I did. Guys, I'll understand if you've lo- if we've lost you at this point. You know, I don't think it matters. So anyway, cut back from commercial, and Michael has gone to Bobby Shell's restaurant to find Jenny. Does not find Jenny, and I don't know how he realizes where she's gone. Mm. He looks out and he sees Bobby's dive raft. That's out the, right, way out in the water. We're totally messing this up. I don't care. Just We're keep going. We're so out of... He's like, oh, but I thought you said... <coughs> oh, man, my throat's so dry. I know. I thought you said that Bobby was the only one that did the diving. So he goes out. He puts on a wetsuit. This is when he goes finds Cadiz. So we, we jumbled this all up. That's fine. It doesn't matter. So sorry, everybody. Thanks for uh, listening to this. We'll be better next week, yeah. I promise. And uh, but, yeah, not. So there's all that. So ba- yeah. Then they go back. Oh, my God. We're so f- messing this up. Jenny gets kidnapped, and Michael has to go after her. How does Michael find out that Jenny has been kidnapped? I don't know. I don't remember. He just goes out, and he sees the boat out there. He's like, Jenny's not here. He just puts two and two together. So you were right when you said he sees Bobby's dive raft, because that's when he realizes. Yeah, but he sees Bobby's dive raft. i got to shut the heat off. He sees Bobby's dive raft when he goes to see uh, um, um, the boat. Jesus. When he goes back to the restaurant, this is crackpot. Podcasting. Because the, the problem is this: there's the same shot of him going back to the restaurant over and over. It's not the same exact shot, shot but it's right. the same. He does the same thing three or four times in this episode. Oh yeah, they all look the same. Oh, you know, it's the exact same shot. He pulls into the exact same spot at the exact same time in front of the three shells. It's just so that's what I'm getting all messed up on. There's one time where he goes there and sees the raft is gone, and then goes out to get to finds Cadiz and he brings both of them back right 
So, and that's when she goes and finds where they're, god damn it, after they're diving, they change clothes, she goes to get her suitcase to go with him, and that's when the, she finds the gold, and the guy comes in with the gun, and she kidnaps her. Yes. And this is when Michael's trying to find her, goes back out to Kit, and while he's with Kit, he sees the boat that they're supposed to be on, and he's like, I have to go out there. He's asking Devin, when, when's the Coast Guard going to get out there? And Devin says they're waiting on, a, on an order from a judge. He's like, well, I'm going to go board it myself. And this is where the whole bullshit with Kit's Aqua, Aqua Blade 2000 comes this from, This is right? why I need you around. <laughs> this is why I need you because I – yeah, okay. So now we're at the point where we're about to see Kit the Amphibian still – scared shitless about going on the water he's up to the very point of kit hitting the water mm-hmm. he does not want kits like michael no michael no michael no so, no no he turbo boosts off a pier why he turbo boosted off the pier i don't understand because he could yep and then is hydroplaning right. on the, on the o- ocean because april says earlier in the episode basically that's what this is you're basically hydroplaning you're not gonna get you're not gonna be in the water you're gonna be on top of it so you're yeah he's like you're basically gonna be hydroplaning okay all right so that you did nothing but just like make him spin his tires faster like what okay Uh, so anyway michael hydroplanes kit out towards the boat and they see him they're oh my god there's a car on the water coming here and And they their common reaction is okay let's depth charge it Let's shoot depth charges at it. Absolutely. Which is great. And so we got some really great model work through this episode. <laughs> through Not this episode, just this sequence. It's a lot of just really slow shots of just Kit's tires spinning, <laughs> water flying everywhere, interior shots of like Michael getting sprayed with water, the going chill wipers going. Yahoo a lot. Yeah. So they keep seeing this boat, the car getting closer and closer and closer. They're firing depth charges. At one point, Michael tells Kit, Kit, zigzag. And Kit's like, um, that's <laughs> easier said than done. I know, but you're hydroplaning. If anyone's hydroplaning in a car, you can't do shit. You can't do zigzagging. You just take your hands off the wheel and the gas, and you hope to hell. So I have no idea how crash. they're steering. Maybe Kit has some rudder that kind of drops out of his rear end. He probably does. Oh, yes. He the does. rear end rudder. The rear end rudder. <laughs> that sounds like a dive bar. <laughs> Uh, well, let's just wait because we've got a little bit of the uh, we got a little bit of the series left. Let's so go to the rear end. You guys want to go to the rear end rudder? Um, so now I will say that this whole thing here with Kit driving on water mm. was going to be a. It sounds like from what I read, it was supposed to be a frequency of the series. Ah, they scrapped it after this episode due to financial constraints. Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that from? Though? I read it off the Night Rider Archives website. Because the funny thing is how how because. This was all model work. They didn't actually have a real car doing this. It was all model work. So, so maybe it's financially implausible. It built into the plot. So know? here's why. So here's why they went straight to model shots. So it was scrapped for financial reasons because it involved fixing the car to a submerged platform on the water, but that was only used for the shots of Michael inside the car. So all the exterior oh. shots were supposed to be this thump, you couldn't you you weren't supposed to be able to see this platform under the water pushing Kit, which is why they switched to models. And the only shots you get are Michael inside the car. Uh. They scrapped it all because it got too expensive. Mm-hmm. So that's why they did heavy models on the exteriors of the car. Okay. I guess it makes sense. I don't know how much it would have cost to continue that, and how many more times over the series 
right. that you would have been able to see Kit on the water. Yeah. The only other time they use this is in the TV movie, Knight Rider 2000. Okay. So we've got a long way to go before we see that, but that is the only other time that they use Kit on the water. Kit on the water. An anus in the sky. <laughs> I, I, I have nothing. So, so it's not a sun, it's just a... <laughs> I can't do this, Greg. <laughs> so, Michael eventually, very slowly catches up to the boat, mm-hmm. tells Kit to just maintain the course. Mm-hmm. He ejects himself out of Kit onto the back of the boat. Yeah, yeah. Gets into fisticuffs with all three guys, knocks them all out, saves Jenny, and then they hydroplane very slowly back to the shore. Right, like Kit's kind of half driving, half pushing the boat. I don't know. I don't know what that was. There's a lot of exterior shots of Kit just like, spinning next to the boat and then like the last scene we end up back in the the the, 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 the seashell shack shell the three shells the three shells he doesn't know about the three seashells we end up back at the three shells where bobby yep bobby's back bobby's back from the bends <laughs> and makes some lobster for michael michael comments on uh, uh jenny's mouth doesn't he, does. he he's like you got a really pretty smile and then he makes out with her. They kiss. They yeah. kiss. Uh, April is um, not undescribably in really short shorts in a in a in a um, a cut off shirt, mm-hmm. just doing Work, some work working on, on Kit. Kit. Um, they essentially write out uh, right, right out of the script. They just write it out that Kit will no longer be using this. He's like, this I'm, feature. I'm pulling this module because he he doesn't need to do it. Yeah. And then Kit starts making some comment about April being like a mother. Because at first, she's telling him to go on the water when he doesn't want to. Right. And now she's telling him, once he really likes driving on the water, not to do it anymore. Basically, yes. And April kind of takes offense a little bit, but not really. And they all drive away and everyone laughs. <laughs> and I'm so glad this is over because I, I totally think this was awful. Now, here's the deal, guys. We made have shit all over this and talked about this and really had no idea what we were talking about. But I really did love this episode. Yeah, so when it I was say, a great episode. When I say awful, I mean this particular episode of Champ and Klein, the Knight Rider years. It's just a, a gigantic, gigantic mess. Now, the question to you is, for next week, Greg, do we watch this separately and hope that we can actually... Oh, God, yes. Should I go back to taking my notes the regular I way? I actually feel like, uh, though I enjoy watching with you, I almost pay more attention when I watch it by myself. I'm fine to go back to doing that. Absolutely. <laughs> Guys, let us know how much we sucked in this episode. <laughs> I, I mean, I felt okay, but not... Man, I have no idea what's going on right now. Anyway, I'm going to rate this a turtleneck. A turtleneck? I'm going to give this a four. It I, was it was a really good episode. Just a lot of fun. I'm going with you. Yeah? I'm going to go with turtleneck, too. A four for G&D. Double turtles. Double turtles. Whoa. <laughs> Double turtles. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a good episode. It was fun. I had a lot of fun watching it. I had a lot of fun on this trip. Turtle McGurdles. Turtle McGurdles. Do you want to play a round of who's more likely? Absolutely, freaking lutely do I. Do you really? Please. What? Yes. Anything to bring this episode back from the depths <laughs> of garbage. Now, I want to do quickly... We didn't actually talk about what our last, because we haven't been on for two weeks. Because we feel terrible. So our first, the questions we had last week were, who's more likely to find out their grandfather was a Nazi through diary entries? 
Definitely Devin. We both said Devin, and the listeners agreed. 60% of them said Devin. <laughs> All right. And then our next one was, who's more likely to crash into an open car while bicycling? 80% of our listeners said Michael. 20% of them <laughs> said Devin. And it's totally Michael. Absolutely yeah. Michael. Wow. Yeah. It's great to know that people think the same thing. Oh, are you prepared here? I already prepared the questions for us, Greg, so that we wouldn't have to worry about... Uh, Coming up with the matter on our own. Oh, wonderful. All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So first question, who is more likely to have peaked in high school, Michael or April? Peaked? Like that's the that's as far as they could go socially or yes. status-wise, they've peaked in high school. Yes. Michael. Oh, man. That's cold. Uh, that's or a hard April. one. We could, uh, I mean, you could go either way. You could go sexually or you could go just like, this is my ceiling. Uh, I'm not going any further. Sexually, it's Michael. He yeah. sexually peaked in high school and is still kind of running the same game. Uh, yeah. Um, I can't I, – I, man, I think I, – uh, that's hard. I, I don't want to crap on April, though, because like, she's doing a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. We don't know anything about her. We know nothing about her. We've only seen her now for six episodes of this show. So yeah. all we know is that she is a, she's a relatively attractive woman. Mm-hmm. I would be willing to bet that she has yet to hit her peak. I agree with you there. And I would agree with you that Michael Michael had that attitude of just like, I'm going in with this man. I'm going to get all these chicks. I'm going to get all these ladies. Mm-hmm. Well, he, the thing is, it wasn't Michael. It oh, was, that's true. It was, it was Michael Long. It was Michael Long. Do you think Michael, Michael Long hit his peak? I don't know. Okay, you know what it is? I think Michael Long... <laughs> Damn. What do you got? Michael Knight is starting again. So he is acting like he's in high school because he had a reboot. He's got a restart. Okay. So he's giving himself a second chance. So he's going to act like an 18-year-old, even though he's like 35. He's going to do it yeah. because it's his, it's, his, it's his new life. So you're going with – are you still going with Michael? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah. That was an explanation, but uh, – We're going to come back to it next week. What you do guys you think, Dave? Um – I, I'm still going to go with Michael Long or Michael, Michael Knight. Michael, because Michael. I think Michael Long, you know what? Hold on. No. <laughs> Michael Long did not hit his peak because he got shot in the face so young. Michael Knight hit his peak within like the first 48 hours because he just went in guns blazing and thinking he could do everything. <laughs> okay. And Bonnie's just a slow burn. Bonnie's a slow burn. April. April. April's right. a April. slow burn. April. April. A- absolutely. MILF. May, may yes g, g, g milf to, to cougar <laughs> yes um you want to go with the next one absolutely the next one is who's more likely to black out and then deny it <laughs> michael or garth oh jesus <laughs> oh you... jesus <laughs> michael or garth i'm just i'm just having visions of both of them just being like what no i wasn't me i didn't do that I'm fine. That that is Garth, 100. percent For me, Garth is the kind of guy that would is all about appearance. I think Michael is just too honest. I think you're right. I think Michael would be the one to be like, "Listen, here's what happened. I just I I, I have to come clean. I have to tell you, I don't remember what happened last night." Yeah. Garth would be like, "Yeah, I remember what we did. I remember every second of it. You want me to talk? I'll talk about it in great detail if you want. Do what? What do you?" Garth, what are you doing? You, where did you sleep last night, Garth? I slept in the toilet. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I did. What? What makes with you ice say, cubes? 
What makes you say you slept in the toilet with ice cubes, Garth? Because I think I got poop in my leg. Where did you uh where did you go last night, Garth? You know where I went. I went to the rear end rudder. All right. And uh, did you get beaten with a rubber hose while you were at the rear yes. end rudder? Yes, okay. I did. I remember every second of it. I see the marks? No, because they're in a very uncompromising spot. Okay, so you should be able to show them to no, me. No, you're not. You're not looking at any of it. Okay. Listen, I didn't black out. I never said that it you did. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. You, do what? What could you have? You, it, wasn't, it wasn't me. Where's Goliath, Garth? He's not at the bottom of the ravine. I didn't do anything. Okay. So when do you think that you're going to get Airwolf to come in here? You're going to have to call Ernest Borgnine for that. Ernie Borgs. <sighs> it's Garth. Garth totally denies it. You know he does. He's got to keep up appearances for yeah. whoever is in his life. Garth, looks like you shaved. I didn't shave. You shaved. Do you remember shaving last night, you Garth? You shaved. It was you. You did it. Do you remember urinating in the houseplants, Garth? No, yes. Huh. Oh, it's because like you, you they were... say that urine is high in nutrients for, for bonsai trees. Oh, so that's just regular behavior for you. Yes, I do it all the time. I didn't black out, guys. Okay. Can we move on? Sure. Sure. So it's Garth. It's Garth. <laughs> it's definitely Garth. <laughs> Greg, do you want to talk about what's coming up next week? Yes, I do. Next week's episode is season two, episode seven, Kit the Cat. Oh, Christ. Returning to the foundation following another vacation, of course. Michael and Kit encounter a cat burglar who disappears right before their eyes. <laughs> I think this is going to be great. Let me see who was in any episode. Any people we know in this episode? What? Who's in it? Gina Davis? What? Gina Davis is in this Those episode. Those eyes, though. I can't wait. Betty Davis. It's Damn Betty it. Davis. Damn it. It's okay. You, you're all right. I'm, it's so, over. I, I resign from the podcast. A young Gina Davis. What? Turns out young Gina Davis is going to be in this week's episode, Greg. Um. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for this, whatever this was. Uh, if you want to check us out. You can find us on our website, champacline.com. You can find links to everything there. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email, hotline, 207-835-1954. I'm going now. All right, Greg, we'll talk to you soon. See you next week, maybe. And the best way for us to be heard and seen by other listeners is to give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I can't seem to open the door. That's okay. I'll, I'll let you out in a couple minutes, Greg. Let's just finish off this episode. Greg, do you have any closing thoughts before we say goodnight? Nope. All right, guys. For the Night Rider years, I am Bobby's decompression. Oh, damn it, David! Is that what you were gonna say? Well, I'm. I am. I'm my favorite children's coloring book. Bobby's got the bends. <laughs> Have a fantastic week, everybody, and I promise we'll be better next week. There's no reason for increased volume. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network. 
artist owned and loved.